Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. My name is Trish Tonai, and I'm the founder and host for the series, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in our guest blog, ShareYourStories.online. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Patricia Karen Gajic, who is an author, an artist, an entrepreneur, humanitarian, and speaker. Patricia joins us today from Ancaster, Ontario, and she's going to share with us a little bit about her artistic journey. Welcome. Hi, Trish. Thank you so much. Great to be here. You know, it's really amazing because when I was reading your story this morning, one of the questions that I get asked most often is, how do people make connections with mentors that are long-lasting and meaningful? And when I was taking a look at your story, you've had an amazing mentorship relationship since 1999 with somebody who actually lives in Europe. So tell us how you made that connection and how you've been able to establish that for such a long period of time. Well, that's a definite synchronicity. So having a, a trip planned to France, we had to find a, lo a location to stay at. So uh, we found the Sunflower Apartment at La Bagoud de Mazinc. And when I had the privilege of picking up the keys from the owner, uh, they had a, an amazing, amazing collection of artwork, like three floors of their house, wall to wall, every square inch was covered. Wow. So, of course, I had the tour. And as I'm going through the house, I see this painting of a white horse, very abstract, but it was super unusual. And I looked down at the name of the artist and it said, D-R-A-G-I-C. I said, that's Serbian, so it's going to sound like Dragic. Right. So I said to the gentleman, I said, wow, I said, this is interesting. He goes, it's Dragic. And I said, no, I, I'm pretty sure it's Dragic. And he said, okay. He said, well, he lives in France. He's been there his whole life. Um, and he's very eccentric. He lives in Savoyon, not very far from where you're going to be staying. So we were able to make an appointment. I had it in my head. There was some kind of a karma that right. I should meet him. And when I got to France, he refused. He said, no, I don't want to see any people. So we had to go through three or four phone calls until he finally agreed. I was super, super persistent. I just really, really knew I needed to meet him. And uh, when we did meet him, I was completely shocked, blown away. He was friends with Picasso. He was friends with Pierre wow. Humbert. He had he had been exhibiting uh, with Christo in all of the major galleries in uh, France. And he was considered to be in the top 10 percentile. So, of course, I, I said, I'm totally out of my league here. This is never going to happen. But fortunately, at the end of our visit, he said to me, I will give you one week of my time, but you have to learn how to speak French. Oh my because goodness. he doesn't speak English. So all of our communications were actually in Serbian and French. So I took 38 lessons, uh, 38 hours of one-on-one um, uh, -on -one lessons. And wow. I was able to speak somewhat proficiently. I did go back. Um, it was an amazing week. I was blown out of my mind. He, he taught me the Matisse palette. And after the seven days... I think I just, I was like, you're going to be my new best friend. Right. And he saw how hard I had worked to be able to speak the language, uh, to be able to come proficiently prepared, which he had given me some uh, things that he wanted me to do ahead of time. So 
that spun from one year to the next. And then the following year, I went back twice. And then I stayed once for two and a half weeks. And then I flew there for 24 hours to wow. actually go to Avignon, where he was having an, an opening at uh, another gallery and then Gallery Coupillard. So we established a very, very excellent relationship. And then back in, I think, 2008, he invited me to um, have an exhibition with him in France. So we exhibited together in wow. Seoul. And uh, I've been going back every single year. And uh, I was there last year with him. And it was, again, it was, you know, like we are best friends. And I he bet. has enormously helped. But you have to respect and nurture. Right. And I think there's a fine line between just, you know, respecting his integrity and what he's doing. So for me, it was, you know, 10 years of being intimidated until he finally said, you are a master. And that was, you know, after we had our exhibition together. So you gain a great deal of confidence, you know, right. when you have had that opportunity. So that was, you know, that was kind and of I like- the, because, because you were so prepared, um, you know, as you mentioned, you, you made this amazing commitment to, to learn French. And then when you got there, you obviously were very serious. So it just made it that yeah. much easier to make that connection, right? Yeah, he he had never he had been invited to teach at the uh, Beaux Arts as well as in Paris, and and he said no, I'm not a teacher, I'm not I'm not interested in teaching. He's never ever had a job, only painting his entire life. Wow. So for him to survive and then be put into sort of like the hierarchy of art in France, right. you you know that you're dealing with somebody who's so extraordinary. He is. You know, you, you never know how do you define a genius. Right. In reality, there's so many super smart people, but I sure. think there's an element of genius inside of him. And it's it's something that you when you tap into somebody else's rigorous intellect and the definition of, you know, how to become cohesive with your work and right. understanding that, it shifts your own perspective. And now I think, you know, I don't know how many artists there are out there that would do what he did. I literally am the only female Canadian, North American that he's ever taught. Wow. Um, there are small groups that do go and visit him, but I am his permanent full-time um, <laughs> girl. Wow, isn't that fantastic? Yeah. Now, you know, that's, that actually leads me to the, to the next question I wanted to ask you, and that is how do you find your inspiration? You know, creative energy is something that is just so personal, and we all tap into it very differently. So can you share with us how you tap into that creative energy that's obviously there uh, within yourself? Yeah, so I, I think you... I'm an abstract artist, so I don't see things the same, I think, as other people. And uh, it's a rigorous um, process of, of being in a strong meditation, um, being mindful, and then at the same time, you have to study. I honestly think I, I every day I grab a couple of books or magazines and I flip through them and you steal something that you really love or appreciate from somebody else's work or, or writing or teaching. And then you look at it long enough to say, how do I incorporate that into my vision? Like, what do I feel? And, you know, so you, you get those strengths. But I always feel like you need to create a new path anyways. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've painted paintings that I absolutely think are not that great. And the gallery will look at them and go, oh, my God. That's amazing. Genius. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, it's not even finished yet. <laughs> you, you really never know. Like, first of all, you never know really when a painting is finished. You kind of hope right. that you you can end the decision, find the point. But uh, yeah, so inspiration, I think it just comes from all different directions and people inspire me too. So for sure, for sure. Now yeah. I know that as an author, one of the things that you've talked about in, or written about is karma. And that that's a really important uh, component and element for you. So uh, tell us a little bit, and one of your books is actually called Karmic Alibi. Um, so tell us a little bit about karma and how you feel that karma creates a connectivity. Well, I, I, there are a lot of people who don't like to think about karma as being, you know, the old um, karma's going to get you. I always say karma never loses your address. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm of the opinion that, you know, whatever we do in life, it does come back. So if you put out positive and good intentions, then hopefully you're going to be rewarded in some capacity. Uh, it is an extremely complex topic. And I like to dumb it down by simply saying, you know, I try to be and live in a, an altruistic um, place and to be open hearted and, and honest. What happens, though, is, you know, the revelations of things that have happened to you that you feel um, you can justify them. But you never know. They always say, you know, everybody's been your mother once. And if you believe in the, um, you know, reincarnation I like to think that whatever I'm doing, I have to be aware of my actions, that I'm, I put the lens on making sure that, you know, there is going to be an end into it so that I'm not creating more negative karma. Right. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I mean, to, to flip the dial to the positive energy that we all see. Yeah. Um, you know, takes a little bit of practice. And, and I yeah. think the other thing too, is that we have to cut ourselves slack because sometimes the failures or the things that we do wrong or the mistakes that we make actually take us to a whole different place if we can spin that negative energy to positive, right? Yeah, Trish, you know what they say, everybody is your teacher. Yes, and, very much you so. Know, even if you know you're in a certain place or a mindset and, and you think, okay, this is definitely, you know, it's bang on right. It could right. be in that moment. But right. as you say, like things will evolve around it. And then one day you wake up and go, oh, well, I didn't know the circumstances that surrounded that particular choice or decision. So right. uh, it changes you. Absolutely. It does for sure. Now, one of the things that we ask all of the folks to do in the guest blog is to share three words of advice. And your other two words are mystery and mm -hmm. humanity. So tell us a little bit about those two elements as they relate to, they're obviously integrated with karma. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think that from the day I was born, I, I was super, super curious. So mystery, I've always felt that there's so much mystery around humanity, around life, our, our how did we arrive here, the whole concepts of, you know, God, religion, consciousness. Um, so for every action, I think in that karmic, you know, field, there is going to be a reaction. And I think sometimes it's the mysteries around what you can or you, you don't expect or things that will happen to you that, you know, change you. I like to think that humanity is 
going to survive through all of these, you know, ongoing eons and decades, but it will take a real high focus on the future and making better choices and decisions. Um, I'm co-founder of a charity called Help Heal Humanity with Serena Buffalino. And we've been working super hard to try and, and shift the mindset around people who are, you know, not seeing that they are in a collective where everything that they can possibly do to share or to, you know, even from taking a, you know, an extra pair of gloves in your purse. And then, you know, you could be sitting, you know, anywhere in a restaurant or just outside or, and then you see someone who needs a pair of um, mittens and you just take them out of your bag and you give them. I mean, that is such a simple, simple act, but we never think how important it can be. So my values, I think, you know, are karma, mystery, and definitely humanity. Well, I want to thank you very much for spending time with us today, because I think if there's one takeaway that I have from our conversation is that kindness can come in various different forms and they mm -hmm. can be something really simple, the really simple things in life. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Well, thank you, Trish. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you. To our viewing and listening audience, I want to thank you so much for joining us in another episode of Keeping It Real. And we certainly hope that you've had an opportunity to be introduced to the person behind the logo. And we invite you to share your story in our guest blog series. Thank you so much for joining us.